Hey everyone, this is Sebastian, and this is your Meanwhile in Canada News Briefing. Via Daily Hub Calgary, an Alice in Wonderland themed tea party is happening in Calgary this month. Um, actually, today, uh, starting today, backed by popular demand, the Mad Hatter Afternoon Tea is officially returning to the Fairmont Palliser. The Alice in Wonderland inspired tea will kick off on March 21st, that's today, and run until April 11th, giving you around three weeks to make a reservation and get in on some magical, awe-inspiring eats. The $49 ticket gives you access to an afternoon of incredible offerings including the following, uh, house-baked vanilla scones, maple, apple butter, champagne, strawberry jam, Devonshire cream, English cucumber, peppered beef, and watercress with horseradish uh, cream, and on and on and on. Just a bunch of little things to eat while you're having tea. Um, so the tickets are $49. It's the Mad Hatter Afternoon Tea. It's at the Fairmont Palace in downtown Calgary, and it's between noon till 4. So, uh, uh, yeah, just give them a call to check it out. Aren't we all a little mad here? Via Bar Down, which is uh, TSN's website. Huge brawl wa- breaks out in stands after men's league game in Saskatchewan. The people watching a sport in the stands get into it more than the players do sometimes, and as we've seen in the past, fighting could be the end result. At a minor league men's hockey game in Saskatchewan on Saturday, for example, a massive brawl broke out in the stands shortly after the game. The game was a blowout as the Edom Three Stars crushed the Debden Jets 8-2, and as per CTV News' Josh Elliott, no charges will be laid because none of the people involved in the fight have come forward. Uh, Corporal. Uh, Juan Severo of Turtleford RCMP said fans are passionate about hockey in the community. It was fans from one team against fans from the other team, and then from what we've been led to believe, some of the fans didn't know who was on what team and it was a free-for-all, he told CTV Saskatoon. As per Josh, people say they think alcohol was a factor in the fight. Yeah, probably. And arena management won't be serving alcohol when the ice is rented out anymore because of what happened. Canadians take hockey seriously. Don't forget that. Via Calgary Herald, Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds pitches in to help save Vancouver's Rio Theatre. Now, uh, Canada loves their Ryans. We, 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 it's one of our greatest exports, so I just want to tell you a little story about uh, Ryan Reynolds. He has added his name to the list of famous donors helping to save East Vancouver's beloved Rio Theatre. The Rio Theatre is legendary. Spoiler alert, I plan to be buried there, the Deadpool star tweeted late Sunday evening, alongside the hashtag SaveTheRio and a link to the theatre's ongoing Indiegogo campaign to buy the building and save it from potential redevelopment. The tweet came after the Vancouver-born actor had already messaged the Rio Theatre, their owners, via Twitter. Just donated, love the Rio, good luck. Now, uh, Ryan Reynolds is an all-around good guy. He's got about 10 million followers on Twitter, and he's always shown love for, for Vancouver in many ways. Uh, he donated, uh, he ordered 32 pizzas to his uh, high school hangout um, to be used as props for the first Deadpool, uh, Deadpool film, and he thanked the pizzeria by sending over a framed and signed photo. Uh, the owner, uh, Nat Pastone, uh, said, It was the personal touch. He wanted us to have the business. He was thinking about us, which to me was a nice thing to do. And of course, earlier this year, it was revealed that the uh, Vancouver, uh, that the Vancouver Theatre, the Rio, uh, the building housing uh, had been listed for sale. And uh, under a new owner, it could be slated for redevelopment. So the operator, uh, Corinne Lee and her team have since uh, had their offer to buy the building accepted. But it will need to raise enough funds to secure the mortgage. So Lee is hoping an Indiegogo campaign 
helps to raise the $1.5 million she needs to, for half the down payment. The other half will be covered by private investors. Another all-around good guy, not a Canadian, but still uh, a, a man uh, true to my heart, Kevin Smith uh, of Clerks fame, um, has also shown the real some love on Twitter, even going so far as to schedule two back-to-back -back charity shows for the end of the month. Smith recently suffered a heart attack and continues to undergo recovery, but he tweeted Monday that his sold-out shows will go ahead as planned. That's one of the things I love about Kevin Smith. Anytime I can sing the man's praises, I will. He, he loves theater. He loves the Rio. He loves Vancouver. He loves Canada. There you go. Support the Rio, folks. Let's keep it open. Via CBC News Calgary, video shows fire on baggage conveyor belt at Calgary Airport. A conveyor belt, it wasn't a conveyor belt, it was one of the, uh, one of the belt loaders uh, that are on the tarmac that caught fire. Uh, uh, a belt loader caught fire Tuesday evening as it was hold, uh, loading luggage onto an airplane at the Calgary International Airport. Liz Robb was flying from Comox, BC to her home in London, Ontario Tuesday evening and stopped at the Calgary Airport for, an, for a layover. She saw the fire up at about 10.30pm and caught the incident on video. I was inside the airport and someone had mentioned there was a fire outside. There was a conveyor belt, a belt loader, the kind they used for loading luggage on and off, and it was engulfed in flames at the time, she said. Rob said two people initially came out and attempted to extinguish the fire, but the flames only got bigger. She said it was about five minutes before the airport fire department arrived on the scene. She said WestJet staff evacuated passengers from Zone B of the airport and moved them to Zone A, but the evacuation only lasted about 20 minutes. Rob said the, in the incident didn't phase her. No, I wasn't concerned at all. We have great standards here in Canada as far as our air crews go. I mean, stuff happens. Hopefully, we will find out what the actual cause for that fire was. So Western is investigating uh, why it happened uh, as it was loading baggage and cargo. Uh, the emergency crews were called and were able to quickly extinguish the fire. No travelers or crew were hurt in the incident. No damage to the plane. I don't hear any mention of any bags. So where was going to London that evening? I wonder if their bags caught fire. Anyways, I used to work on the ramp at, at, here at the Calgary airport and uh, always surrounded by many, many, you know, flammable fluids, you know. You're not allowed to, uh, to, to, to smoke on the tarmac, you know. Um, jet fuel everywhere, fumes, you know. That's why red alert, you know, things have to be uh, shut down. So um, if something was on fire next to the wing, you know, where the fuel is stored, I would I wouldn't wait for the airline to tell me to get away from the windows and get away from that place. I'd be like, no, no, no. Let's, let's leave. Let's go somewhere safe. Stay safe out there, folks. Uh, watch out for uh, flaming luggage. The CBC News Edmonton, Alberta minister apologizes for calling BC government a bunch of shitheads. Economic Development Minister Darren Belouz says he was frustrated over the Trans Mountain pipeline delays. An Alberta cabinet minister has apologized for referring to members of BC's NDP government as a bunch of shitheads at a meeting of municipal polit politicians in Edmonton on Wednesday. Economic Development Minister Darren Belouz said the salty language was a result of his passion and frustration over tactics the BC government has used to delay the start of Kinder Morgan Inc.'s Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion to the West Coast. In my frustration, I had a poor choice of words for that I do apologize, Belouz said. But we will continue to stand up for this pipeline, for this project, and this is in the national interest. A spokesperson for BC Premier John Horgan declined to comment on Belouz's original statement. Belouz 
made the remarks during the Spring Municipal Leaders Caucus for the Alberta Urban Municipalities Association. Quite frankly, ideally, we need to be more collaborative with the provinces on either side of us, although BC is being a bunch of shitheads, Ballou said, according to a report in the Edmonton Journal, but we're going to do what we can to get this pipeline built. The report said members of the audience laughed and applauded loudly. Ballou told CBC News he spoke to Premier Rachel Notley about his poor choice of words. If you're trying to get things done and work with another government, do not call them shitheads. Just saying. Via The Guardian, Steve, the, the mystery purple aurora that rivals the Northern Lights. The phenomenon of Steve, a glowing arc seen in Alberta, Canada by amateur scientists, has now been named by NASA. A group of citizen scientists in Alberta, Canada weren't sure what the glowing purple, sometimes green arc in the night sky they've been photographing was, nor whether scientist Elizabeth McDonald, a space physicist at NASA, NASA, and Eric Donovan, an associate professor of physics and astronomy at the University of Calgary, a group known as the Alberta Aurora Chasers, who photographed the Aurora Borealis, or Northern Lights, showed them their pictures in a pub. <laughs> in a pub. It wasn't. Donovan told them, a proton aurora, the northern lights are normally a, a result of electrons colliding with gases in the Earth's atmosphere, as they had thought. They pulled up this beautiful photograph of this thing, Donovan told the New York Times last year, and I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's not the proton aurora. It needed a name. So they went with Steve, which sounded as good as any. It was inspired by a scene in the 2006 animation Over the Hedge, in which the animal characters are confronted with a mysterious row of shrubs. The phenomenon now does have a backronym of an official name, Strong Thermal Emission Velocity Enhancement, or Steve for short. It can be spotted further south than the Northern Lights and is thought to be, according to a recently published paper, an optical manifestation of another phenomenon, the sub-auroral ion drift. Steve is a visible strip of ionized gas traveling at 6.4 kilometers a second. Last week, NASA called on citizen scientists and photographers to help with its research into Steve and report sightings to the Aurora Source Project. It is, Donovan said, a new era of collaboration between amateur scientists and professionals. So, uh, Southern Alberta people, and I guess even in the UK as well, in Scotland, um, look up towards the sky and on a clear night, if you see purple and if you see a, a green streak across the sky, wave hello to Steve. Via the Globe and Mail, a fictitious online university has stolen the identity of the University of Alberta. I am not making this up. A fictitious online university in California has stolen the identity of the U of A and claims that Justin Trudeau is the president. On its website, California South University says it has four sprawling campuses over 50 city blocks with 150 buildings and 39,000 students in Irvine, California, a mid-sized city in Orange County. Along with the Prime Minister, it lists Indira Samara Sakara, former President and Vice-Chancellor in Edmonton, as one of its past Presidents, as well as the late playwright Arthur Miller. Nearly all of the information is made up or lifted from the U of A's website. The fake California school alleges to have a Francophone campus in Bonnie Doon, a neighborhood in south-central Edmonton, in an office downtown that was once occupied by the Hudson's Bay Company. It professes to have 260,000 alumni 
including a virologist who discovered hepatitis B, a professor who is a member of the Nobel Prize Committee, and Arthur Adams, a president of the National Hockey League. Jack's family will be surprised to learn that, and that he also was once a referee who made a controversial call in a game played by the Los Angeles Maple Leafs. I guess putting in Toronto would have been too, too obvious. So nobody has any idea where this comes from. Uh, they've been talking to people in Irvine, and there's no way there's a university in Irvine, California, that takes up 50 blocks. Um, but there's a lot of references to Edmonton. Uh, apparently, the university website includes a picture of a building it identifies as the Butter Dome, and their quotations. That is what the big yellow multi-purpose family that houses the U of A's basketball and hockey teams is called, quite affectionately, in Edmonton. So now you know something new. The Butter Dome exists in Edmonton. Somebody went to a lot of trouble to do this, said Mike Brown, a media specialist at the U of A, just by coincidence. It has 39,000 students and 260,000 alumni, and all the same facilities as alleged by the California South University. University. The University of Alberta has been aware of its online doppelganger since December. That is, when it was contacted by William Grover, an assistant professor in bioengineering at the University of California, Riverside. The latter is 75 kilometers for Irvine, and his wife Allison graduated from the University of Alberta with honors in chemistry. So yeah, so somebody's faking a university, probably for the purposes of getting some sort of fake degree, but they've actually co-opted a lot of stuff from uh, the U of A. So um, check your sources, people. Not everything on the internet is real. Via CBC News Edmonton, a lot of stuff happening in Edmonton for some reason. 500 pets abandoned at West Edmonton Mall store up for adoption. Hundreds of animals seized from a pet store will be up for adoption this weekend, so I guess it would have been last weekend, at the Edmonton Humane Society as the investigation into why they were abandoned continues. The organization is holding a clear-out shelter adoption event Friday and Saturday in an attempt to find homes for a total of 500 animals, most which were recovered from My Pet, which is the name of the store, in West Edmonton Mall. The animals were seized February 27th after the shelter received a complaint that small animals had been abandoned inside the store. Who leaves a pet store just full of animals just to, to die, really? My god. A mandatory 10-day hold placed on the animals immediately after the seizure had been lifted, allowing the animals to be adopted out, the society said in a statement on Monday night. This will be the largest number of animals we've ever had available for adoption at one time, and our goal is to find each one a loving home, a loving forever home this weekend, said CEO Miranda Jordan-Smith. So, available for option, you got dogs, you got cats, you got rabbits, guinea pigs, hamsters, mice, lizards, snakes, spiders, frogs, crabs, birds, and hundreds of fish. Most of the animals will be available for a reduced adoption fee of $25, while fees for puppies and kittens will be reduced by 25%. Fish will be adopted for a dollar each, and you can go to the EHS, which is the Edmonton Humane Society website, to check out the animals. My God. The Animal Protection Act describes an abandoned animal as one that is left for more than 24 hours without adequate food, water, or shelter, or is found on premises where the tenancy agreement has been terminated. Charges can lead to a maximum fine of $20,000 and a lifetime ban from owning animals. The shelter has declined to comment on the investigation and said it's unable to release details on when or if charges will be laid. I say nail to a wall. Who leaves a pet store unattended? Also, hey, if you want to get some cheap fish, you can go to Edmonton. Via Daily Hive Calgary, 
Trudeau could be denied entry into USA once no longer PM for admitted he smoked cannabis. Could Prime Minister Justin Trudeau be denied entry to the U.S. when he once he is no longer Prime Minister for admitting that he smoked pot? That scenario is a very real possibility, according to Lance Saunders, a Canadian who practices immigration law in Blaine, Washington, and noted that cannabis was legalized in that state about five years ago, but is still illegal on the federal level. The second that Prime Minister Trudeau was no longer Prime Minister, traveling on a diplomatic passport, he is inadmissible to the United States. Saunders told the Senate Committee on National or Natural Security and Defense on Monday. The reason for this? He's admitted to smoking marijuana as an MP, said Saunders. Saunders used the Prime Minister to drive home his point that even after legalization, Canadians who admit to smoking marijuana could still face issues when attempting to travel to the U.S. and could ultimately be deemed inadmissible. Once cannabis legalization happens in Canada, U.S. border guards will be asking questions on the subject more frequently because they're going to know it's legal, he explained. However, Saunders said that travelers should be aware that they don't have to answer when it comes to whether or not they smoke or have smoked pot recreationally. I'm trying to warn Canadians, he continued. As an attorney, I can't advocate for people to lie, but what I can tell people is this is not a question that you are bound to answer. The worst thing that could happen for refusing to answer the question at the border, said Saunders, is you will be denied entry in that moment. That said, if someone has been convicted or charged with marijuana use in Canada in the past, then Yes, you have to answer yes. If you have marijuana on you and they ask you yes, you have to answer yes. Being allowed to re-enter the States after being deemed inadmissible is a lengthy and costly process, noted Saunders. So the rule is, no matter who you are, even if you are the Prime Minister, when you get to the border and they ask you if you smoke pot, you say no. Actually, no. You refuse. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't say no. You don't lie. You refuse to answer the question won't be denied entry so have fun crossing the border Justin Trudeau Meanwhile in Canada is your briefing for funny strange and odd news from the Great White North subscribe to get updated in what's happening in Canada Meanwhile in Canada briefing is a positive production of Hangar Gap Media